This is Perspectives, the show where a look at our differences often shows us how much we have in common. I'm Condice Presley. In our studio right now is a real American patriot. And, and if I were to be more specific, I would say he is a real New England patriot by way of Valdosta, Georgia, the football capital of our state. His story is special, it is unique, and you're gonna love him because I love him already, I loved him before. We had a chance to meet because in his heart, our guest bleeds red and black. Am I right, am I right, am I right? You're right, no? okay. of course you are. <laughs> of course I'm right. Our guest is from the Super Bowl champion New England Patriots by way of Yes Bulldog Nation. The University of Georgia in the studio is New England Patriots wide receiver, and the crowd grows wild, Malcolm Mitchell. Hey, Malcolm. Hey, how you doing? I got to say, that might be the best introduction I've ever gotten. So oh. thank you for that. Uh, you know, we can put it on tape and you can have it when take it with you wherever <laughs> you want to go. We are so happy to have you here because uh, we're here to talk about your foundation, the magician's hat, your book. We've got so much ground that I want to cover. But first things first, how's the knee? It's doing well. Thank you for asking. I've had some time um, since the, this last Super Bowl uh, to work on it, get down to Athens, to the University of Georgia with a trainer that I love to work with there. And we've been getting on it, so I'm feeling great. Thank you for asking me. I love how you guys always come back to, you come home. Next question, well, not a question, but we, of course we know now the reason why your team, sadly, I was a little bit happy just oh because. Oh, my goodness. But sadly, we know why the Pats <laughs> were unsuccessful in this most recent oh. Super Bowl against the, against the Philadelphia Eagles, obviously because you weren't on the field, dude, you know? It's, miss- not, it's nice of you to say that. It's true. It's but true. But we know we won several games out there without me. Um, yes, you did, and you, your, your team is phenomenal. I mean, yeah. there is no, there is, I mean, all respect. I mean, we we hate on the Patriots by but nature we, yeah. in this building because we're we're Falcons people. But it, but you know, the audience knows, and if you don't, you had uh, what. You had 70 yards, six catches or seven catches for like 70 yards. Most of those, the five in the second half of Super Bowl 50 when y'all beat my Atlanta Falcons. I was so crushed. I was so crushed. But you had a great game. Thank you. And y'all came from behind. I mean, you know, do you know the folks from New Orleans, whenever New Orleans is in Atlanta to play the Falcons, they buy those planes with those banners and they put that the 23 up and they put the score up <gasps> to no. hate on us because, because we lost the game. Yeah. That's kind of smart. It is, and they made a statement. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> we're not going to talk too much about football. We know you guys had uh, – you were out uh, all of last year because of your injury, but it seems that it gave you a little bit of time to do something that you love, read, Correct. right? Correct. Yeah, when I was injured this year, uh, it gave me a lot of time to read. I had j- just signed a book deal with Scholastic, so it gave me an opportunity to write as well. Um, you know, but anytime you're sitting out, especially since I've been playing football – my entire life, sitting out a full year is difficult and puts you in a very adverse situation because it's tough to handle that. But thankfully, you know, I had uh, books to read. I had uh, my career as an author starting. So I had a couple things to do. I love this. I had my career as an author starting. 
parents listening to this, young people listening to this, young student athletes listening to us right now, thinking about the opportunities that might come their way should they be as talented, as smart, and as great as you were to graduate and get into the league. They're signing shoe deals and this deal and that deal. You sign a book deal. Why? When I was in college, I found out that reading was probably the most important thing any person could do to give themselves the best opportunity to reach their full potential, um, to pull the most out of themselves. Uh, reading makes you challenge whatever thoughts you have, and I think because of that, you begin to open your mind to experience new things. Uh, reading can take you many of places, um, and reading just gives you the ability to even communicate effectively like we are right now. And I think it's very important, uh, and it was very important for me once I noticed the magical powers of reading, that I spread them to every kid I possibly could. And it was just a goal for mine from that moment uh, moving forward. And that helped me come up with The Magician's Hat, uh, a children's book that I wrote while I was at the University of Georgia uh, to influence kids to read um, because I truly believe that reading can help us accomplish every dream um, and I believe reading can truly change the world. Now, when you got to Georgia, it wasn't that you could not read. It Correct. was that you did not, in your opinion, read well enough to do the work that you were going to be expected to do. Is, is, that, is that a fair assessment? That's, the, that's a very fair assessment. It's not that I couldn't read at all, or it would have been impossible to get into college. But um, it was I wasn't reading effectively, and I definitely wasn't reading on the level that I should have been. And that was clear for me to see once I sat in my classroom. I'll never forget. I was in English 1102. And this girl beside me began to read the passage that the teacher was requesting her to read. And I heard her read. And all I could think was, there is no shot I could read that well. And it just made me feel inferior. And it made me realize that I wasn't being the best person I could be because I wasn't truly being the best in every area of life that I possibly could. And the majority of that came from reading. Now, Malcolm, tell me a little bit about your parents and, and their encouragement of you along the way to get you really to where you are today. So I grew up in a single-parent household, just my mother, and she is the reason why I am who I am today. She has never told me anything was impossible. And every time I've reached for a goal, playing football, reading books, becoming an author, she has always encouraged me to do whatever was necessary to get that done. Well, um, growing up, you know, we faced some financial troubles that made her always have to work. Mm -hmm. um, um, so I definitely understand where, where parents like my mom, love their children and want the best for them. But there are some challenges that they face where they can't always be around. There are many young men who perhaps experienced what you experienced sitting in class next to the young lady who read the passage as requested, and you're thinking, wow, I don't know if I can do that or if I could ever be able to do that. And because of the opportunity of being a student athlete at the University of Georgia or any college or university in the United States would have just been like, you know, okay, well, I'm, I, I know what I'm going to do, so I'm just going to do what I need to do to get by. And that is not the young man you were. That is not the man you are today. What was it inside of you that said, I got to fix this and I got to fix it now? 
You know, it would have been easy for me to say, I can't read like her, but she can't catch a pass like me, <laughs> you know? But for me, the most important message um, that my mom's ever sent is become the best person you can possibly be. Not the best athlete, not the best student, um, not the best lawyer, doc, just the best person you can possibly be. Pull the most out of yourself. And when I was sitting there, I realized that I was not doing that. And that bothered me and I wanted to fix it. And from that moment on, I started reading. And when I tell you my life changed from simply deciding to read books and read effectively, um, it's just, it's magical how that transformation takes place. Now, my brother was a walk-on player at the University of Georgia back in the day, way before you. I remember what his schedule was like. How in the world did you find time to write a book <laughs> with practice, rehab, class, reading, everything that's expected of you to do? You wrote a book as a student. How? Just shift my priorities a little bit. You know, instead of going out or watching SpongeBob on TV, <laughs> you know, I sit down and I try to think of an idea for a book or I have to finish my work early get the work done while I was in class instead of after. Um, and to make good enough grades where the coaches would take me off of, you know, the mentoring list. So that's extra free time would be freed up for me to go off and do other stuff that I like. And, you know, you always find time for the things that mean the most to you. And at the time, um, getting this book done for kids to read was very important. Tell me about the magician's hat. Where did you get the idea to, to write this story for the kids? So the magician's hat, actually, majority of it comes from personal experience. No. Um, inside, there's a magician that comes to the library to teach kids a couple tricks, you know. But his favorite trick of all is showing kids that through reading, they can accomplish their goals and become the best person they could possibly be and make their dreams reality. Um, and that's what reading did for me. You know, I tell people all the time, that reading, first off, the book in itself is a dream come true, and that happened through reading. Going to play football for the Patriots is a dream come true. You think? And I'm <laughs> and I'm 100% positive that happened because of reading. Um, and that's what the book is there to encourage kids to do. Just give reading a try, and I promise you it'll take you wherever you want to go. I love now you've been in Atlanta for a few days and you're on a bit of a tour here in the off season, so to speak. You did some appearances in Boston. You were in New York. I maybe missed a city. You're doing reading rallies with young people. Tell me about those, Malcolm. Reading rallies is actually a program I set up through Read with Malcolm programs. Um, and it's where I go into a school and do an hour long pep rally for reading, hence the name reading rallies. And I go in high energy, and just motivate the kids as much as I possibly can to get them to understand that reading can truly help you and reading can be cool. Um, and I go in and those books, and every kid gets a copy of The Magician's Hat, and those books are funded um, through our Share the Magic Foundation, which allows kids to get the copy, take it home, keep forever, and it also helps with book ownership because majority of kids don't have age-appropriate books at home. And how do I know that's true? Because I was one of them. Mm -hmm. And I love how in The Magician's Hat, when he does the tricks, not giving away too many spoilers, that the child reaches inside the hat and you think something different is going to be pulled out. But in fact, the child, each child pulls out a book. A book just for them. 
whatever their heart desires, there's a book out there that will help them reach that goal. And yet in the way you structured your story, there's always got to be the bad guy. You know. The smart aleck kid in the back <laughs> who's like, ah, this isn't, yeah, this is a scam. This isn't magic. And, and you turn that on its head too, don't you, Malcolm? Yes, because you can't, the, the, the trick is, and a great part about that moment in the book is that you can't trick yourself. Your heart knows exactly what you want. So when the magician asks the kid to reach inside the hat and he tries to trick the magician, the magic comes from within. It's truly not the magician after all. In case you're just joining us, we are in studio with the acclaimed author, Malcolm Mitchell. His book, it's a children's book. It's a delightful story. It's The Magician's Hat. And as in case, yeah, right, Malcolm Mitchell, former University of Georgia wide receiver, Super Bowl champion, playing right now for the New England Patriots. When you got drafted, Malcolm, like, you were, what, uh, the 112th draft pick. You went in the fourth round, is that right? That's correct. And you're going to New England. Take us back to that moment you, when you knew this was going to happen, and then it happened. I was at my mom's house in Valdosta, Georgia, when the call came through. And it was a surreal moment. We know as a kid growing up playing football, you always hope you can reach the pinnacle, you can reach the top, and make it to the NFL. Um, and to actually achieve it uh, you kind of freeze and you don't really know how to take it right you've been waiting on this moment your entire life um, but I was so focused on making sure that once I got to New England I gave it my best shot that honestly as soon as they gave me the call I was trying to figure out when I can get up there <laughs> <laughs> to prove and earn uh, my spot on the team and you did how'd your mom's react she went wild. Mm -hmm. <laughs> She's proud of her baby, isn't she? Yeah. <laughs> she was like, why do you got to go so far? I'm like, Mom, it's the NFL. I'll go wherever I got to go. <laughs> and you did. So tell me, uh, I, I told you before I wanted to know, because in, in, in our city, in our building, we sort of have a love-hate relationship with uh, the Patriots because we have a bunch of Patriots fans and New England alumni here at the radio station, but also, uh, you know, others. You're out there on the practice field, and you're like, okay, yeah, this really is happening. Yeah, I'm here in New England. And, you know, you drop, run your route, and you're catching a pass from Tom Brady. Tell me about that. Well, when I lined up and I looked in, inside and realized that Tom was about to throw the pass, the only thing I could think was, you better not drop this ball. <laughs> 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 he threw the ball, and I think that, had to be the most focused I was uh, at practice that entire day. Uh, I locked in on it, and I made sure I didn't drop it. And I caught the it. ball, tossed it back to him. He gave me a high five, and we went on to the next play. <laughs> <laughs> because after all, it is work for you guys. So uh, you did a lot of reading in the last year or so. What was the last book you read? Or what kind of books do you like to read now? The last, uh, well, I love fiction books. I just love books that can sweep me off my feet and and take me to an entirely different place, an entirely different universe. The last book I read was A Wrinkle in Time. Aha! Uh -huh. I saw that a movie was coming out with Oprah and, Re and Reese, so I wanted to read it before the movie came out. It is a great book. It's on my nightstand right now. I got a week to finish it. Um, fiction, do you have plans to write another children's book? What are you thinking about? 
Yeah, so I actually signed a three-book deal with Scholastic Publishing, so I have two more to do with them. And I always like to add a little fiction in my books. Um, so they always involve some truth, some fiction. I blend it together to make a fun, cool story. A fun, cool story. Tell me about the illustrations I love, uh, and we want to make sure that we give uh, due recognition to the, the illustrator that you worked with on this yes. book. Tell me about her and how, how that was. Joanne is— You communicated your vision, and then she made this really right. magic on the pages. Right. Joanne is phenomenal. Um, she's she's actually in Amsterdam. That's where she lives. Wow. Full time. And the publisher, Scholastic, connected both of, uh, both of us, her and I, and I shared my vision. I said, the book is the magician's hat. I want it to feel and look magical. I want the pages to be full of color, very vibrant. And I want a couple of dark pages here and there to throw it off. Um, and she did exactly that. I couldn't be more happier with the, the way the book turned out. And every vision that I had for the book, she definitely put down on the pages. I first became aware of you, Malcolm, a couple of years ago when I read about your being in a book club while right. you were a student at the University of Georgia. And it was not, I guess to say, if the audience is not aware, the traditional book club. Tell us about the club, how you found out about it, how you got into it, and what you got from it. So once I started reading a lot, I was looking for a community of readers that could keep me motivated and keep the energy going. Similar to football, right? You want to practice football, you have a bunch of guys you practice with. So I took the same approach with reading. And I actually searched online for book clubs, and it just wasn't the field I was looking for. So one random day I'm in Barnes & Noble, and I spark a casual conversation with a complete stranger. <laughs> and I asked her for a book recommendation. And she gave me the recommendation, and she continued to go on and on until eventually... She mentioned a book her and her book club were reading, and it just seemed like a message from above. And I asked her, could I join her book club? And she told me to give give me, told me to give her my email address, and she'll reach out and let me know because she had to ask somebody else. Of course. She had no idea who I was. Some strange, young, good-looking African-American man approaches me in a Barnes & Noble, <laughs> asks me for a book recommendation, y'all, and then the next thing he says, can I come join your book club? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I bet yeah, she did look she at you had, a little sideways. She had no idea <laughs> who I was uh, or that I played football. But she went back, and she talked to her friends, and they allowed me to come. And I think what makes the story so attractive and entertaining is that all the ladies are much older than I am. Um, in fact, I'm the only one of my generation, of my ethnicity, um, in the group. You still keep in contact with them now, even of though course. you're you're doing yeah, of you're doing I your do. thing in other parts of the country. Yes, I saw them about two or three weeks ago when I was in Athens. Yeah, I <laughs> meet every second Tuesday of the month. I love that. I love that. What is it that you want young people to know if they don't remember anything else when they get a chance to be with you about reading and why reading is cool? And as you've said, it, it one, takes you other places and helps you to make your dreams come true. Right. I would say I understand the difficulties that come along with not being an effective reader. I understand the challenges of trying to change that. But if you give it a shot and if you work through that adversity, you open 
the doors to so many different opportunities and you open your mind to so many different possibilities and you can truly become whatever you want to be in life. Hard work and reading will get you there. <laughs> Something that so many of us teach the kids we interact with, our children, our young people, uh, about bullies and not being a bully or not being right. bullied. Did you ever get teased or anything because you developed a love and passion for books? No, unless it was truly joking around with some of my, my good friends. But honestly, it was actually the, re the reverse reaction. They start asking me for book recommendations, and I found out that some of them couldn't read just like I couldn't read effectively either. And that's the great thing about coming out and truly becoming vulnerable is that somebody next to you is dealing with the same problem. I love your transparency. You are an <laughs> inspiration. Uh, if there's anything else, any final thoughts that you wanted to share with the audience to let them know about uh, about you, how they can connect with you, how they connect with your foundation. You know, there are teachers who are listening to us right now who would want to order copies of your book, The Magician's Hat, and share it with their kids. Right. How do we connect people with the foundation and whatnot? Connecting people with the foundation, you can go to readwithmalcolm.com um, and click on Share the Magic link, and that'll get you to our foundation and all the information you need to know about Read with Malcolm programs and the foundation can be found on there. The book is everywhere. The book's in Walmart, Target, um, Barnes & Noble, um, Amazon. So wherever wherever you go, the book could be there for you. And I just hope everyone understands the message inside, that reading can truly help kids grow up and become whatever they want to be. Um, and that's all that I ask. I tell you, you could there could not be a stronger ambassador for reading, especially for kids reading, then then you, thank you, so Malcolm much. Mitchell. We are delighted that we got to spend some time with you. I wish you and your team nothing but the best, unless you're playing the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> and uh, we'll love to. You're always whenever you're in Atlanta, you want to come by and share something with our audience. You know the microphones are always open. You are always welcome here. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Malcolm. Perspectives is a half hour we produce with you in mind. If there's something you think we ought to be talking about, let me hear from you. Tweet me, MyAndalusCondo29, on Twitter, or leave a message on our Facebook page. We do appreciate your listening and hope you'll be back next week at this same time as we examine another perspective.